What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's well. So the PFL has resigned with ESPN. You're going to get the press release and all that other stuff coming up. Um, Make sure you follow me, Punch in the Mouth Official, on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. Everybody, okay, there's something I need to get off my chest when it comes to this episode. This episode, we're not going to talk a lot about fight. It's not even going to be that long. I would I would be surprised if this is any more than a 20-minute episode. If it is, um, good. that's good. But if it's not, like, I only imagine this to be a 20-minute episode. But we're going to start off with the press release I got very early this morning. I'm sorry I didn't do this earlier. I did tweet about it that the Professional Fighters League, the PFL, has re-signed with ESPN. It goes on to say, Professional Fighter League and ESPN announced multi-year U.S. media rights renewal. Agreements will include live event distribution of PFL, MMA, global regular season, playoffs, and world championships on ESPN's platforms. ESPN Plus pay-per-view will also distribute the new PFL pay-per-view super division fight. That will be where... Jake Paul and Francis Ngannou fight, and of course, Kayla Harrison. It goes on to say the Professional Fighter League and ESPN have announced a new multi-year media rights agreement, which includes live events, distribution of PFL's regular season playoffs and world championship. ESPN Linear Network and ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus pay-per-view will also distribute the new PFL pay-per-view superfight division in the U.S. when launched in 2024. So we could have skipped that whole paragraph because I basically read you all that in the title. The PFL features some of the sports top fighters who will also be highlighted across ESPN's platforms in pre- and post-fight coverage, as well as shoulder-to-shoulder programming on linear and digital channels. We've had five successful seasons on ESPN, and we're excited for the next phase of growth of MMA and the professional fighters with this agreement, said PFL CEO Peter Murray. Our innovative sport system season format elite roster of athletes and the launch of PFL pay-per-view super division which will feature some of the world's greatest combat sports stars such as Francis Ngannou and Jake Paul are ushering in the new era of MMA as a mainstream global sports entertainment platform the PFL super division will be a global platform for some of the best MMA fighters and combat sports stars Francis Ngannou arguably one of the greatest heavyweights Fighters in today's world is under an exclusive MMA contract to fight in the division, and he is joined by one of the most influential figures in combat sports, Jake Paul. And women star fighters Clarissa Shields, Amanda Serrano, Savannah Marshall. The first PFL pay per view super fight will be in early 2024 with headlining fighters and locations to be announced at a later date. So, from what I know about that, that if they're going to do this, it's going to be the first one will be with Francis because they already said the second one would be with Jake. I don't see them doing a card with both of these guys on it. Or actually, that's not true. If 
they want Francis to fight twice a year for them, he could do both. It goes, PFL is the only organization in MMA with a sports season format where individual fighters compete in a regular season playoff and championship each year. The world, the combined roster of PFL and Bellator boasts 30% of fighters independently world ranking in the top 25 of their respective weight class. PFL has a, an expansive global vision for the sport and is building the Champions League of MMA with PFL Europe, PFL MENA, and the international leagues in development. PFL leads in technology and innovation with the, with the proprietary PFL Smart Cage. Powering fight analytics, real-time betting, AI scoring, and next-gen viewing experience. PFL is on ESPN slash ESPN Plus in the U.S. Is, and is broadcast and streamed in 150 countries with 20 premium media distribution partners. Okay, this is all cool. But when is the release of... So now, I feel like I wasted almost five minutes of our time here because this is just talking about the PFL. Now... I had told you guys they were in negotiations. I had reached out to ESPN and I told you guys. I'm like, hey, I'm hearing this, that they might leave. What's going on? The interesting about this press release is it's not talking about Bellator. It's not talking about Bellator. So my question becomes, is Bellator going to, because there's only two other places for them to go as of right now. There's only two places for them to go, which are DAZN, which I know with Matchroom Boxing, they're doing a great, great job with. And I know they're doing great business with the Jake Paul boxing fights. They might go to DAZN because of the, the relationship DAZN has with Jake Paul and his boxing fights. Because you guys have to remember, Jake Paul... The boxing fights are primarily a DAZN broadcast. They just have a deal with ESPN to like simulcast it. But like all the production, all that stuff is DAZN. Hold on. There's something I want to talk to you guys about. Now, we have BKFC this weekend. I'll get into that in a little bit you guys know my position on bkfc i'm not the biggest fan of theirs because i don't see it sticking around for very much longer but we're gonna talk about warner bros discovery and wwe real fast because i know this mma podcast and all that stuff but with the return of cm punk i feel there needs to be some type of discussion about this and the fact that tko the new company is um owners part ufc part wwe new company tko they're the owners okay this is from wrestle world on x we're being told that raw's next tv deal has either been completed or extremely close to being completed and expected to be announced before january 2024 as we heard there are top the top three bidders in order for the rights are warner bros discovery disney also, uh, Warner Bros. Discovery is looking to place the show on either TBS or TNT. Now, this is what intrigues me the most. Disney will, will be looking to place it on FX. Amazon looking to place the show on their prime streaming service. Also, in the running as a distant fourth, last we heard, was NBC Universal possibly to retain the rights to either USA Network or Sci Fi. Now, if it goes to Sci Fi, it's going to dwindle down because right now, I know. Not a lot of people watch linear TV. I don't know what 
this effect has with the Hulu deal, but the Warner Bros. one, it, it to me is the most hilarious one because you know what else is on TBS or TNT? Have you guys ever heard of AEW? Now, the one thing I find interesting in all this is the one and only CM Punk. The one and only CM Punk because he was in AEW, right? And like, this is why I said that this podcast wouldn't be that long because we are going to talk about some more fights. But this is what I really wanted to talk about today. He was in AEW, right? So the backstage brawl with Jungle Boy happens. And if you don't know anything about this, just listen. It's a good story. And it shows you somewhat the world of business. Because, I mean, you 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 have to play the game a little bit. Again, TBS wanted CM Punk. I mean, Warner Bros. had a good relationship with CM Punk. That they created AEW Collision just to keep him away from the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Now, for those that don't know, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are wrestlers. That they were VPs of AEW. And, like, them and Punk had a disagreement that it turned into a backstage brawl. They all got suspended. Then, so they're like, okay, keep Punk away from us. The Young Bucks came back. Kenny Omega came back. They they went on their own show, Dynamite, which airs on Wednesdays on, I believe, TBS. And Collision, they just made it to have Punk separated from them. And then at one of the later shows, Punk gets into it with Jungle Boy that they end up basically firing CM Punk and then he has a non-compete clause this is all rumors blah 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 90 days and then fast forward to last Saturday which was WWE Survivor Series he goes there's all these rumors right I've sat through three hours of Survivor Series just to see Punk for three minutes and I was already convinced that he wasn't coming out because they had already the the lower third logo, the rights logo that you always see at the end of the shows. I'm like, that's it. It's over. I thought it was over. And then you hear his music. You see his music hit. Or I heard it. And I'm like, no way. He actually came back. But I didn't believe it because they use this thing that like uh, they'll have a fake guy come out. But when he was really there, I was like, oh, man, he did it. So my point in telling you all this, TBS, I mean, Warner Bros. Discovery likes him. Disney can probably see the business WWE is doing because those guys are doing business. You you want to say it's Saudi Arabia, Amazon trying to get their digital footprint out there with one championship. They have the Thursday night football games. But if Warner Brother gets this, like what is Tony Khan going to do? Like that guy's come out and he's come after Ariel. He's not very good at dodging clay. Like he'll just say, I can't talk about like he won't come up with like a way to steer the conversation away from the he'll Just tell you straight out. I can't talk about that. Like, what are you guys doing here, man? Like AEW was supposed to be a different place. And like, I don't know if Tony has a lot on his plate, but if Warner Bros gets this deal. AEW is done. What are they, they going to do? Be on collision? It's some. It's somewhat like the UFC and and PFL. Like they're both on ESPN. You think the UFC is happy about that? The UFC fucking hates this because what does it do? For one, the big winner here in all of this would be T- Warner Bros. Discovery. I keep wanting to say Time Warner Warner Bros. Discovery and ESPN because they're going to have the two premium. For sake of conversation, let's call them leagues. They're going to have WWE on one side and, and AEW on the other. Either way, they're getting views. 
They're getting money. They're, people are tuning into their channel. Because NBC has already stated that they're going to end up getting SmackDown as of October of next year because Fox was wasting too much money on it. And I guess nobody was tuning in. And that hurts WWE in in a sense. But if Disney, I don't get why. I understand why they don't put it on ESPN because it's not a real sport. So I do get that. But they're going to put it on FX, which is still kind of a big deal. If Disney get so think of it this way, Disney would have PFL, Disney would have UFC, and then Disney has WWE. It has the secondary show now, which would be Raw. While NBC Universal has the number one show in SmackDown, but we shall see, man. But I'm more interested in what if Warner Bros gets this fucking deal because then it's the wild, wild west, and then you're gonna hear sides shots being taken from both sides. But that just shows you what a character CM Punk is, man. They understood that he brought in views. They understood that, yeah, he might be hard to deal with, but he brings in money. WWE understood that. Triple H understood that. Because Triple H and him were were one of the main problems with each other. They were supposed to wrestle on the year that he walked out of the company. They were supposed to wrestle. He told them, nope, I don't need to win you. You should have lost to me. I don't need to wrestle you. And like he says, if he can't change within 10 years, because I'll tell you one thing, I'm not the same person I was three years ago. Do I still do certain things? Yeah. But my point in telling you this is when it comes to deals like this, you have to, you like, could Tony kind of handle that better? Yes. Could Jungle Boy have handled that better? Yes. Could CM Punk have handled that better? 100%. But how, how does Tony Khan let this happen? He could have kept Jungle Boy away from him. Now, I know what the question becomes is, well, if he does that, then Punk feels untouchable. And if he just doesn't like somebody, oh, they'll send him to Dynamite. So he, st- he stays away from me. I understand that. But at some point, you have to cater to these guys. You have to, quote, unquote, en- enable them in some point because... They're the ones bringing in the money. I guarantee you, as much as I love Edge or Adam Copeland, as they call him now in AEW, he's not bringing in the viewership that CM Punk was bringing. He doesn't have that aura of the, oh, this guy left on bad terms with the big dog and he came with us. Now he has now he has that aura of, yeah, I try to help you guys. You guys shitted on me. Now I'm going to go back to those other guys I shit on and kick your guys' asses. Because that's what's going to happen here, bro. Especially with WrestleMania in April. I know this turned into a wrestling pocket. I promise you we're going to talk about fights. I mean, that's crazy. That's why when people say, um, who would be the CM Punk of today's world? Uh, you want me to tell you the answer for MMA? It would be Frank Shamrock. Of course, Frank's not going to fight, right? But just the fact that him and Dana could be good, that would be a big deal. Because if anybody deserves to be in the UFC Hall of Fame, it would be Frank Shamrock. Let's talk about BKFC this weekend. Mike Perry, the face of BKFC himself versus Eddie Alvarez. First of all, what weight class is this? In the main event, Mike Perry, who is undefeated in the BKFC ring at 3-0, will clash against former UFC champion Eddie Alvarez in a middleweight contest at 175 pounds. 
Y I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, Freddy. I don't like it because he used to compete at 170. He got his ass handed to him, bro. Christine Ferreira will defend her flyweight title against former BKFC champion Beck Rollins on the main card. Kai Stewart will also defend his featherweight title against Howard Davis on the pay-per-view. Ben Rothwell is going to fight Todd Duffy? Now, let's talk about this. Brendan Allen accuses former teammate Ian Machado Gary of selling his soul to the devil for money. Yikes. Ian Machado Gary fights former teammate Vicente Luque at UFC 296. And if he is not careful, he could have another of his old kill clip pals coming after him. Brendan Allen and Machado Gary were previously sparring partners at the Florida gym. But the Irishman's recent departure from the team was apparently uh, oh. Acrimonious one. Two weeks after his main win over Paul Craig at UFC Vegas 82, Allen spoke to ESPN and shared his thoughts on how much Otto Gary has conducted himself since leaving Kill Cliff FC. I think it's really an, I guess he said an effed up move because it just says expletive, but I guess, I guess he said, I think it's really a fucked up move to leave the gym and then literally ask for it or somehow it comes up that you're going to fight a guy anyway you had trained with, Allen said. Vicente is one of the nicest guys in the world. He don't talk about nobody. He barely even talks in the gym. You have to ask him questions to get him to talk. I don't know. I just think Ian is a little... I'm pretty sure he said bitch. Luque represents the toughest test yet for the undefeated Machado Gary, who is 6-0 since debuting with the UFC in late 2021. Luque is currently number 10 in the MMA fighting global rankings. One spot ahead of his opponents, of his UFC 296 opponent. There's no question that the 26-year-old Machado Gary has lived up to the hype, but Allen isn't a fan of his persona that Machado Gary has taken on as he's built his name up in the welterweight division. That's just my personal feelings, I said. I'm not going to speak for anyone else in the gym. I think he's whack. I think he's young. I think he's misled. I think he talks way too much. But I understand what he's trying to, to be like Conor McGregor. But there's only one Conor. There's one Conor. He or no one right now is in that realm. Or no one in that realm is going to top Conor. So I don't know. I guess I just come from a different way of life. It's kind of against my morals, I could say. Or what I feel is right and wrong. He talks too much. But I feel it's one thing to play a persona like Colby does behind closed doors. They say he's a really nice guy really quiet i don't know i've never met him but i met ian i know ian and i feel like he puts on a persona but actions speak louder than words and this is also one of those actions to where it speaks louder than words i mean i've also i don't know colby personally i do respect what colby has done i know he's one of the more hated guys in ufc i don't dislike colby at all like i don't dislike anybody you know it's very hard for me to dislike somebody. It goes on to say, Kill Clip FC isn't the first gym that Machado Gary has left under controversial circumstances. In an interview with the Independent, Machado Gary said that he had previously been kicked out of Team Renegade, where he trained with welterweight champion Leon Edwards because of what he perceived to be Edwards' insecurities. The gym responded shortly after writing in a statement that Machado Gary's nom nomadic approach to preparation has given him great results, but it's not in line with what we are creating at Team Renegade. This has nothing to do with one specific fighter or a specific coach. 
Alan concurred that Machado Gary has an attitude that bothered some, and if he's not more careful about what he says, he has receipts ready to humble the fast rising contenders. Just know there's a video, and I know what name not to say to let it come out of what happened to him. Alan said, I'm not going to release it, but just know there is someone in the gym that has slept him out. I know, well, apparently somebody. They didn't say it right out, but he gave clues. Like, I'm not saying Brendan Allen did, but he gave clues to who it is. And if it's who I say it is, I believe this guy. Because if it's the guy I think it is, that guy's fucking awesome. And that guy fought recently, okay? And the guy he fought, I was high on the guy he fought. And he made it look easy. I'll I'll tell you guys that much. I won't go into details on who I think it is, but he made it look easy. If it's the guy I think it is, he made it look easy, bro. It looked so easy that I was in shock watching that fight. And I'll give you guys a hint. I have talked about this guy. I've had said his name on who it is to be believed that said it. So there's that. Um... Let's move on. So I don't know. When it comes to Ian Gary, I like the guy a lot. I don't know him personally. But if that guy beats Vicente Luque in a couple weeks, there's no denying him. You have to give him another tough fight. Let's look at the rankings. Now the Kill Clip guys are open for fighting him because he's no longer there. I don't know who he's training with. And all this stuff that's come out about Ian Gary, like, don't bother. I've seen it. I've heard it. It does not interest me, bro. Because I didn't get into this to gossip. I got into this to give you guys my opinions and to hopefully break some news for you guys and to give you concrete information. I didn't get into this for gossip. Like that Brendan Allen thing, that's not gossip. Like to me, that's worth talking about because there's some guy out there that knocked out Ian Gary and Ian Gary's on fire in the UFC, okay? Like to me, that's not gossip. To me, the stuff going on with his, is it his wife? Let's, let's say it this way. I think it is his wife. And their living situation, like, don't come at me with that because that's not what I'm here for. Go watch MMA YouTube. They'll talk to you about that. Like, that's not me, bro. That ain't me. And I'm not trying to knock anybody, but that's not what you're going to get when you come to for my content. When I get better at uploading YouTube videos. I have the Slipknot video that I, I still need to edit. I've been I was doing something for a friend of mine. Um, so okay, Ian Gary is number 10, Vicente Luque is number eight, and then Shakai is gonna fight Steven Thompson, which are number six and five. So if Ian Gary wins and Shafkai, he should fight the winner of Shafkan and Steven, or you can even give him Gilbert Burns. Because right now, and this is coming from Blah Muhammad's mouth. I'm hearing one of two things is happening. So here's what we know for sure. Colby's fighting Leon December 16th or 15th. Shavkat's fighting Steven. Vicente Luque is fighting Ian Gary. And Sean Brady's fighting somebody. Who's he fighting? It's not the same, but I know Sean Brady is fighting somebody. I think he's fighting this weekend. He's going to fight Kevin Gastelum? Yeah, I guess so. He's fighting Kevin Gastelum. Uh, let me see. I don't think Kevin Gastelum is ranked because it's a welterweight fight. And the first fight for Kelvin is going to be on the scale, right? Which is tomorrow. I say tomorrow because today's Thursday. 
Even though by the time you guys hear this, it'll be Friday. So if Kelvin wins, he's going to have a win over the number nine guy. I don't know. So for me, if Ian were to beat Vicente Luque, he should fight the winner of Shavkat and Stephen Thompson or Gilbert Burns. Because if Colby were to win, can you imagine the buildup between him and Bulal Muhammad? Or how does he call him? Bulal? <laughs> That's funny. But man... Because apparently the Bulal Muhammad, I heard two things. I heard he's neither going to fight Kamaru Usman or they're giving him the winner of Leon Edwards and Colby Covington, which I'm fine with either. Because let me tell you something. Bulal Muhammad's the man. As much as a lot of people don't like him, that dude can fight. Okay. He can fight. So going back to the BKFC card, um, I don't know, man. I don't get too excited for these. I'm going to watch this one, though. Because I do believe Mike Perry wins, but Eddie Alvarez is the man. And the reason I'm telling you I don't like this fight for Eddie Alvarez is because of the weight. And he fought some guy that I'm going to look up Eddie's record because as soon as I see the guy's name, I will know why I'm going to tell you why I don't like this fight for him. So back even before his Bellator days, Eddie fought in a... In a promotion called Bodog Fight. He fought for a guy named Nick Thompson. Now, how, how much does Nick Thompson weigh? What is his height? Nick's top, Nick Thompson is 6'1". So now, and like, let me tell you, he beat the motherfucking brakes off of Eddie Alvarez, okay? He beat the brakes off of him. So, Nick Thompson is 6'1". Let's look up how tall Mike Perry is. First of all, how tall is Eddie? He's 5'7". Eddie's 5'7". Nick Thompson, 6'1". Let's see how tall Mike Perry is. Mike Perry is 5'10". He's not as tall as Nick Thompson, but he's bigger and taller than Eddie Alvarez. And I don't know what Eddie's going to look up, look like at 175 pounds. And it kind of worries me. Let me see what his weight was when he fought um, Chad Mendes. Well, okay. I don't know about kilograms and all that stuff. I will look it up right now. But if Eddie Alvarez and Chad Mendes fought at 170 kilos, I mean 70 kilos. And so let's look it up. Okay, let's see. 84 kilos. That's what Mike Perry and Luke Rockhold fought at. So let's see what this looks like. 185, okay. And then 70 kilos is what? 150, okay. They basically fought at 185. Like, Mike went up and this contest of this is gonna be competed at what at 79 kilos jeremy stevens gonna fight jimmy rivera that's crazy bro i might check that fight out i like that fight a lot that is nuts and like look this is funny for the symbolic king of violence championship what <laughs> oh look so ben rothwell and todd duffy are no longer gonna fight because I guess earlier today they announced that Ben Rothwell got sick, so he is no longer going to fight. Is there going to be any other heavyweight? Arnold Allens will take on 
make to real or yeah to real so that's gonna be nuts bro but we're gonna leave it there i know it probably wasn't the most fun episode i have fun i have fun with every episode but make sure you follow me punch the mouth official on instagram official underscore p-i-t-m on twitter peace guys later